Hi, this is Cheyenne. And this is Rachel. Welcome to What the Finance. We're so glad you're here. So we thought that probably as closest either one of us was going to get to a vacation anytime in the near future was going to be talking about vacations. So <laughs> here we are uh, talking about um, how to make financially smart vacationing decisions. And also apparently trying to set a world record for how many times you can use the word talk in a single <laughs> in a podcast opening. <laughs> I don't think I don't think this year has gone according to plan for anybody. This has been ugh. Yeah, pretty much. So I think everybody is at the point where they could use a vacation. Life is hard. Vacations are good. I love vacations. We try to take one every other year-ish, give or take. Um, but I also try really hard to find the best possible deal that I can on vacations. Yeah. Um, we've We've taken some pretty inexpensive trips, and we've taken some trips that we probably could have saved more had we been and by we I mean me I'm the one that does the research and the the bookings and stuff like that most of the time except for hotels but that's a whole other story for a different time I'm very <laughs> bad at booking hotels very bad at it which is hilarious because I am I'm a list ma maker I'm a planner but I, something 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 in the system breaks down when it comes to hotels. <laughs> like, I don't know what happens, but it's just... You. Oh, yeah, I know. I, uh, so this is... Welcome to Rachel and Cheyenne. Uh, we're we're going to get sidetracked a little bit. Um, so most notably, my wife one time told me specifically the name of and the location of the hotel that I should book booked a hotel across town. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how I did it. And like, I, it was a very memorable experience. It was hilarious. It was fine. The room was fine. Everything about it was, it was fine. But like, just location wise would have been more convenient to be at the place that she told us because I, we would have been like a block away from the venue that we were going to. It was just, it was, it it's hilarious now. It was hilarious at the time, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's been a thing. Uh, yeah. So I didn't book hotels forever until semi-recently, actually, uh, I booked one and I did a much better job. Well but, done. Thank you. But there's still some, some of that, like that anxiety that comes into it when I'm like, oh gosh, have I made the right decision? Did I book the right place? Like it, it's, it's, it's a thing. That's um, fair. I think, uh, that might be a situation, too, where your anxiety helps you <laughs> to do a better job. <laughs> um, at one time when we were going on vacation, and so in our family, my husband, Nathan, does all the booking, and then I do all the paying. It's kind of how we end up splitting the work. Uh, so he booked the flights for the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, 
we were, yeah, I think it was our first cruise as a family. So we were going to Florida and he booked our flights when we were supposed to be in Florida flying, you know, Orlando to Minneapolis and then, you know, the other way around, which that wouldn't really help us. Uh, so he very sweetly then you know, called the airline and was like, here's the, here's the situation. <laughs> Can you get us lift around? And they were, uh, we flew on Delta and because they were awesome, I feel very comfortable telling you that it was Delta. They were great and they got us taken care of. But now when he books flights, he's like, okay, are the airports right? Are we going in the right? Because <laughs> he still does it. So lazy and he's awesome so <laughs> it's it is it, anxiety helps it does <laughs> so the most recent hotel fiasco was that every once in a while um we take like weekend trips and i specifically wanted to I, there was a very specific room type that we wanted, specifically wanted to book a room with a king-size bed. I somehow, like, had the room type selected, had, like, triple-checked it multiple times, booked the room, got the confirmation email, was not the room type. No! (laughs) Contacted their customer service to be like, hey, I don't know how I managed to do this, but this is what happened. And they were like, oh, I'm really sorry that that happened. We can't change it, but there's free cancellation. Would you like to cancel it? And I was like, yeah, I do. So then they canceled it and they were like, would you, re- like, would you like to rebook through us? And I was like, no, I don't. In fact, I never want to book a hotel room again. <laughs> I didn't say that to them. But like, and that's the story of why Cheyenne should not be allowed to book hotel rooms, (laughs) which is hilarious because it's part of my job to do for people. I do it just fine for them. I don't, I don't know what the problem is when I, I I don't know. It it ended up, it ended up being fine. We got, we we rebooked. It was fine. I actually found it for cheaper. It was great, but I was just like still a little, like, how does this happen in my life twice? How does this happen? Oh man. <laughs> so, so from now on, when you go to book rooms for hotels, think of me. Okay. And quadruple check everything. <laughs> and then check your confirmation. <laughs> oh. Oh. Thankfully, I live with like the chillest person on the planet who just laughs at me when this stuff happens, too. She thinks it's hilarious. Well, that's good. It's, it's, it, it's an ongoing joke in our relationship now because I just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like an attention to detail issue I have. I don't know. And I'm inclined to not think that that's the case because, like, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, I'm detail-oriented. I'm definitely more like a medium to big picture person, but I do focus on details. That is the thing. So how this has happened twice, 
I'll never know. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I did have a somewhat similar experience within like the last two years. And I'm just going to blame technology for this one. Right? You like you click on the right thing and then somehow, right? Like the data refreshes as you're hitting confirm or something like that. That's what I'm telling myself. So I, the first time I think was absolutely me. Like that was, that was absolutely human, human error. Mm -hmm. The second most recent time, I honestly think I used a booking website and I think that because the room types were similar in price, they gave me a different room type and if I hadn't, if it hadn't specifically been like, because I was specifically wanted a specific room type, I don't think it would have mattered. And like in all reality, had we showed up, not had our like specified room type, eh, would it have ruined the whole trip? Yes. Because, you know, that's why we were going. But like, <sighs> Although to your credit, one thing that I always think about with hotels is my, you know, time in a past life as a reservation agent for Marriott. At least both of those times you were booking a hotel uh, in the city that you wanted to stay in and that you knew what city that you wanted to stay in. I did. I did know the city. Okay. One of the, when I was a brand new reservation agent, I took a phone call from a guy um, who wanted to stay at the Grand Canyon. Clues in the name. It's big. And the way that our database was set up, you couldn't just type in the Grand Canyon and come up with like a list of hotels. And as an 18 year old, I had no clue like what city you would stay in (laughs) if you wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Really honest, I'm in my 30s and I don't know which, I don't know what city you would stay in. Yeah, so I actually, when we were preparing for this episode, I looked it up because I still didn't know (laughs) even (laughs) after that experience. Um, if you wanted to stay at a Marriott hotel, you would stay in, uh, Kingman, Arizona. Here's another fun fact that makes me feel way better about that whole situation. Not that I was like losing sleep over it or anything, but, um, at the time that I took that call from that surly fellow who wanted to go to the Grand Canyon, Marriott did not have a hotel anywhere near the Grand Canyon. The one they have now was built about four years after this encounter. So, (laughs) (laughs) of course, even if I had known, I still couldn't have helped him. But still, I'm like, he was, um, this guy was living not in the United States. He'd wanted to fly someplace in the U.S., also pretty big, Mm. and go to the Grand Canyon. So at least you knew where specifically (laughs) you wanted to go I did yes that is uh pretty typically a thing although if ever you want an adventure I guess uh, call me up to do your reservations Uh, you'll end up somewhere totally different (laughs) (laughs) in not the type of room that you wanted just Add some Probably adventure not to your the life. that you were hoping no. to be there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be 
like a business venture at some point like it'll be a game it's like oh it could be like some sort of like lottery type thing like you know I, I don't know but side note um vacation like surprise vacations totally a thing yeah I want to do one actually so if anybody knows of like companies that do it that that you or somebody you know has used let me know hit us up in comments or a message or something like that because I would absolutely do it that would be really fun <laughs> also I think I would be hilarious not knowing any of those things okay. I can't think of sorry I can't think of the company that I once heard of because we've talked about this a couple pack up and go oh yeah yeah that's the one that we've talked about yep so that's pretty cool as an option yeah. you can um you can tell it like your budget Ooh, look at that tying back things back to budgets yeah uh so you can tell it your budget you can tell it what kind of vacations you prefer like beach or mountain or what kind of climates that kind of stuff and then how many people how long the trip and then how you'd like to travel i think trains and plane and I think maybe driving might be an option I don't remember anymore but yeah it's been a while since I've checked them out but mm -hmm. that seems like a very cool idea mm -hmm. and also if you're feeling like stressed out and you don't want to do any of the work like that's super appealing just like here take my money set something up for me <laughs> yeah like, that sounds awesome uh, yeah it definitely does I so for our first vacation that Bridget and I took together um, as a married couple, we used a travel agent, which I also found to be pretty convenient. I'll be honest. I enjoyed that. It took a lot of the stress out of it. It was really nice. Price-wise, I found it to be comparable to us booking on, on our own at the time that we booked to the place that we went. Like, I don't felt like it added to the cost of it, so. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've used a travel agent twice ever. Um, so all of our family vacations have been Disney vacations. Unknown to me, 10 years ago, I married a Disney fanatic. Um, <laughs> and as a family, we've had the opportunity to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Disney World. And... Um, I can't remember the name of their Christmas party, whatever their Christmas party is that they do at Disney World. Um, and it's a special ticketed event. Like you can't just buy park tickets and go to those. And so they sell, and they sell out really fast. So we used a travel agent for both of those because they just, sometimes their job, it really is to just sit there and like click refresh and refresh and refresh and refresh and then go, okay, there's tickets available. I'm going to buy them. Like, the stuff that you maybe don't have time to do in your right. everyday life. Yeah. Definitely well worth it. Yeah. I think, like, the the one time that we used one, we weren't super specific about where we wanted to go. We kind of did the same thing we did with, like, the surprise vacation idea. We gave a budget, a climate, and we were pretty open past that. And hmm. it was an enjoyable trip. I like I I would do I would go through that travel agent again um 
but since then we have booked on our own just because like I said, I can watch for deals and mm-hmm. our last bigger vacation, we went somewhere, the two of us, we went to like a tropical area and mm-hmm. I, I want to say it was like $2,200 for the both of us flights and resort included. So yeah, that's not bad. Mm-mm. Um, so as somebody who travels with children, uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago that Disney vacations are kind of our preferred family vacations. And our last three have been Disney cruises. If you're traveling with young kids, I promise it would be awesome if we were sponsored by Disney Cruise Line, but we're not. <laughs> I just really like them. Um, <laughs> I really do recommend them for your vacations because they have really great programming for all your kids regardless of their age um because i'm assuming that part of the reason that you need a vacation if you're traveling with kids is because of your kids so you maybe don't want to hang out with them the whole time (laughs) and the other thing that i like about disney is a 100 percent practical thing uh and all the cruise lines that we have researched as a family they have nurseries on board that usually have to pay extra for for kids that are at least six months old Um, but all other cruise lines except for disney uh cut off access to the nursery to kids as soon as they are three years old Our family, the real kicker is that to go to the big kids club, you've got to be potty trained. I'm going to be real honest. I've never met a three-year-old who was actually potty trained. So far, both of the humans that I have potty trained were trained well after they were three. On Disney, they will let a three-year-old into the nursery if they're still working on the potty training. (laughs) So you can still offload your kids even if they are still in diapers, which I think is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned the trip that the two of you took for flights and you know, hotel and the whole thing was $2,200. Our last Disney cruise uh, as a family of five was about 5500 So really, but the same per person, right? True. As well spent. Yeah, yeah. So... Some of that practical stuff I think is really worth looking at. If you're trying to figure out, like, I want to go somewhere. I want to do stuff as a family and I want to do stuff by myself. Like finding an option for you where you can do all of those things is, I think, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, And people talk about how much money it is. But like, really, if you're five people going anywhere, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. And you've yeah, got to stay for is. it and all that other, and plan for contingencies, you know, if people get sick or even in normal times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't travel with children. I've traveled near children. Hmm. I, from my understanding of some of the stuff that I've overheard, things don't go as planned. It's true. 
That's true. For example, throwing up, the thing yeah. that we have talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird that nobody, you know, plans for that. Like, I don't know. No. Because, yeah, our uh, back to cruising, our second cruise as a family, years later, still feel guilty about this. We gotten off the ship, we were on the bus on the way back to Orlando International Airport. I was sitting with our oldest daughter, Elizabeth, and our youngest daughter, Ada, was sitting with her dad. The girls wanted to switch. So they switched. Almost immediately upon switching, Elizabeth threw up all over herself and her dad. We didn't have a bag. Thankfully, like for the clothes or anything, thankfully another parent on the bus was more prepared than we were and gave us a bag for the gross clothes for our child. But uh, we were parted from our luggage, so we didn't have any clothes for Nathan. Part of the reason that I feel so guilty about this is because it would have been way easier to buy a new set of clothes for me in the airport than it turned out to be for him. He's a big guy. Mm. So instead we spent, finally we found something that fit him in an Oakley store and $110 later, he was outfitted in a t-shirt and a ratty pair of sweatpants that were apparently stylish. (laughs) Very his style. It it didn't smell like puke. Mm. I would not have spent in any other situation, would not have spent $110 on that outfit. I don't know if I would have spent $10 on that outfit. (laughs) But (laughs) there we were. And that's what happened. So yeah, also, if you're traveling for kids, learn from this. Prepare for puke. Bring bags and extra clothes for your whole family. Or you're going to have a really... And it's true, compared to what we spent, $110 is not that much, but it was also $110 that we weren't planning on spending. And that can really feel like a gut punch on a situation that is already pretty terrible. (laughs) Yeah. When we take trips, like we have, we budget for the cost of the trip, spending money, and then a little bit of an emergency fund set aside specifically for that trip. If we don't spend it, great. It just goes into our savings. But if we do end up needing it, then it's there, thankfully. And we've we've not needed it, but oh man. It's like one if you got started from your luggage yeah. or anything like that. Like, yeah. What definitely. Do you I will say though, something that I have experienced uh on both of our trips that we've taken like just the two of us. Both times we went somewhere like warm and by an ocean, coming back, our luggage weighed a lot more than it did on the way mm. there. And the first time kind of made sense because I thought it was just souvenirs and stuff. And we didn't buy that much, but I, you know, I, I have no spatial reasoning skills, so I don't know. I don't know how much <laughs> some of this stuff weighs. Like I, it didn't, didn't really dawn on me until the second time we were coming back. And I was like, we are, we have less stuff now. I used like, I'm pretty sure a gallon of sunblock. How does this weigh more? Turns out humidity. (laughs) 
Everything is soggy. <laughs> Just slightly damp. Everything. And I mean everything. Yep. Because when you're by an ocean, everything's just moist. Just is. Yeah. That's the way that it works. So both times, I was like putting as much as I possibly could into my carry-on, trying to get the weight of our suitcase down. And like, do I overpack? Yes. Have I learned from it? No. (laughs) Will I do it again? Yes. But... It was, it, it took me two trips to figure that out. Mm. And I, I mean, ugh, I joke. I, I probably will account for it a little bit more. And especially because like, we've done a couple of those trips now. So I kind of know what I won't use. The last time <clears throat> we went, we went going to like all inclusive resorts. Mm-hmm. And I, we spend most of our time either by the pool or on the beach so we have um i'm pretty sure the like actual amount is metric shit ton of swimsuits <laughs> we have like two a day I, okay well it might be a little bit of an exaggeration but we definitely have we have more swimsuits than than you like think anything you need. else yeah but i also learned that like, realistically, I wear, like, the same two, like, beach cover-up type clothes. And for me, one is usually a dress, and one is usually, like, a t-shirt and, like, lounge pants type things. All of the other ones that I bring that I think I'm gonna wear, I never wear. I've made two comfy ones. I could not pack them. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if uh, Future Shy takes that into consideration. <laughs> I doubt she will. Spoiler. Well, who knows? Yeah. No, the other... The other piece of packing for me is that I used to think that there was nothing worse than doing laundry on vacation. It turns out that that's not true. Mm. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) I imagine I'd be just as good at it there as I am here. Yeah, it's just not my favorite thing. Oh, same. You know, but turns out that it's really just mostly fine. Mm -hmm. You bring some laundry supplies with you because they will, you know, overcharge you wherever you're staying at the laundromat, you know, if you don't have, like, your own soap or whatever, mm-hmm. but, yeah, you know, do a load midweek really cuts down on what you've got to pack, and then it doesn't matter if your kid uh, scored a ketchup all over their outfit at dinner, that's just gonna get washed later, so. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, oh, I guess I did. One of the times we, we went to go visit Bridget's mom last year, and I cannot even take any credit for this. Her mom definitely did our laundry before we came back for us. Oh. It, was, it was super nice. Rachel, if you're listening, thank you. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculously nice to not have to come back and wash an entire suitcase of laundry. Mm. I, uh, I, I did learn a little something from that trip. That might be something that I try to work into because it was, it was pretty convenient to just be able to put stuff away. Well, depending on the type of trip you're taking, you know, we, uh, we went to Utah earlier in the year when it was still safe to travel, but we knew that on our way back, we were going to be packing, we were going to be bringing some pretty big stuff with us. So we took that trip because my, both of my mom's parents were 
still alive. And we felt pretty strongly that we needed to go and see them. But my grandparents were moving from their house to an assisted living home. So, or getting rid, you know, like they were just cleaning out their house or they weren't. My aunts and uncles were cleaning out their house. I think this particular piece of furniture got man mentioned on our episode about holiday giving. Um, my grandpa built this uh, shelf for holding sheet music. It's big. It's a big piece of furniture. But because we were driving out there, we brought it back with us, along with a bunch of other stuff that was being given to my parents. So, like, having adopted the mindset that it was okay to do laundry when you're traveling did help us to travel a little bit lighter so then we had room in the car mm. for some of that big stuff that we that had to come back with. Yeah. That, that I mean, so, yeah, that makes sense. Um, also, conveniently, my aunt and uncle that we stayed with when we were there have three laundry rooms in their home. So we could also, I could do laundry for my family without stepping on anybody else's laundry toes. And that was nice. You know, the only other thing that I wanted to touch on that we haven't yet in our conversation um, is to talk about setting up a sinking fund. Mm, I love me a sinking. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they are. I'm a sucker for them. Mm -hmm. Got a few. Yeah. I've got a couple. I'm still kind of dipping my toes into the whole sinking fund world. But I do have one for travel. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, because, yeah, if you're talking about, like, thousands of dollars, like, somebody just saying that number, can really, you can have, like, like Looney Tune eyes coming out of yes. your head. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you know that, like, the trip that you want to take is that much, say, well, okay, I'm going to take that trip in two years, and I'm going to, in the sinking fund, I'm going to put in, I don't know, 200 bucks a month or whatever it is. Because um, if you have your budget set up that way, it adds up a lot faster than you think that it is mm -hmm. yeah it definitely does there I've talked about sinking funds in the past I I am a fan um it took me some time to get like used to it, it took me some time to kind of wrap my head around them but once I got there they, they are very convenient especially for things like travel I would definitely as far as traveling and budgeting go my biggest pieces of advice would be figure out what you want to do and budget for that. If that's not an option, figure out what your budget is and then find what you can do within that budget. Yeah. Um, and we talked a little bit about hidden costs, but, you know, try mm. to kind of identify those as you go. You know, if you're doing mm -hmm. your research on what what kind of a trip you want to take. If you're going on a cruise, are they going to ask you to purchase a beverage package? Or if you're at an all-inclusive resort, how all-inclusive is it really? Mm -hmm. 
or once again, if you're traveling with kids, don't forget the wipes. Yeah. They're expensive on the road. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, like small things like that, that reasonably easy to identify. You just have to identify them so that they don't surprise you later on. Mm -hmm. And if you know people that travel, ask them. They, uh, they definitely have stories of things that they forgot or didn't think they would ever need, but probably always bring on a trip with them. And they probably have a hilarious story to go with it. Yes. Um, and really we, the days of uh, like bringing out your slide projector to look at family photos at the end of a vacation are behind us. But people love talking about their vacations. Mm -hmm. so if you ask people, they probably have something to tell you. Definitely. And I, I, I enjoy hearing about other people's trips because it gives me ideas on places I want to go, things I want to do, lessons that they've learned. Yes. <laughs> Learn all kinds of stuff from hearing about other people's stories. And, but I love to travel. It's, it's a, it's, I would, I would be a very sad person if I couldn't travel. And even like through pandemic, it's been, it's been hard, but we camp a lot, which thankfully is totally doable in pandemic. And yeah. that fills my little, my little travel meter. Yes. Also camping is a great way to travel and there are tons of free resources for camping. And really then you just have to embrace your inner child and remember when sleeping on the ground, if you're in a tent and not in a super cool camper, <laughs> was cool and exciting. You know, mm -hmm. that can be mm -hmm. really nice as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, we could have almost done an entire episode on camping. So until next week. <laughs> Yay. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Finance. You can subscribe everywhere you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also email us at what underscore the underscore finance at protonmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at what the finance. Follow us on Instagram at what the finance. Check us out on Pinterest at what the finance or tweet us at finance underscore what.